Welcome back, everyone, to the High Tempo Sports Podcast, episode 95 today. What a gloomy day we're having today. If you are living in Michigan and you're listening to this, it is just an awful time to live in Michigan. It's the worst time. It is spring. It is finally acting yeah. like spring. There's been nonstop rain for, what, like, three days? For, like, three days, and it's not going to stop for, like, another week and a half. Yeah. Like, I, I was looking at the weather app, and it we're not supposed to have a day that there isn't at least a chance of rain till next Tuesday. That's un, unreal. And then probably, I guarantee, next Wednesday it's probably raining. July 4th is through that. Like, yeah, all, <laughs> all week. It's going to be the worst July 4th ever. Uh, Episode 95, we're five yeah. episodes away from Rondo. I know. And we haven't even started to plan what we're going to do for that episode. <laughs> yeah, oh, I man. Mean, it's still three weeks. It depends, yeah, because, I mean, we've been doing, like, a podcast, like, once every week. So, yeah, that's still, yeah. like, over a month away, but... Still, it's still like gonna be. I don't know what we're gonna do for it. No, we'll figure cool. something out. But yeah, today is kind of a, a not a big episode, but a lot has happened since our last episode. Um, and let's just hop right into it, mm-hmm. man. As you can see from our from our merchandise on the Detroit Pistons have won the twenty twenty one NBA draft lottery. Um, this moment goes down as probably a top five sports moment in my life so far. I would say like them winning the lottery. Uh, the other night on Tuesday night, because I mean, it was just a feeling that I've never experienced before, and ever. Didn't expect to experience. Yeah, this not like, at all. Like there was no shot. I thought we we would get the first overall pick. Like uh, we talked about it earlier in the day. Can't wait for the Pistons to get the sixth overall. Yeah, pick. Yeah, exactly. And like that was more of a joke. Like I didn't think they would actually fall to six, but I did not think they were going to get one. I figured they would either like stay at two, maybe get three or four. Um, but they jump up to get the first pick. The first time in Pistons history that they have jumped up in the lottery. The lottery has been around since 1986. Huh? And there's the first time that they have ever moved up in the lottery from where they were supposed to get. One spot? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, they only could move up one spot, but yeah, super awesome. The Pistons win the lottery. Cade Cunningham is coming to Detroit. I mean, we've been talking about this like all week. So it's going to be a lot of repetition for us, but I just cannot wait for this group of guys to to play next year for the Pistons. Like, I am so excited for the season next year. Yeah, usually we try not talk about, like, the sports that we know we're going to talk about on the podcast. Yeah. We try to keep it a little down low. We couldn't contain ourselves. All I've been thinking about is this starting five that could be possible in Detroit next season and how amazing it's going to be to be a Pistons fan. Uh, we talked about also... The new Pistons fans, the the people coming in from nowhere. Oh yeah, everyone's hopping on Pistons bandwagon out of nowhere. Like and we're we're not good yet. Like we're <laughs> gonna be good, but we we're not good yet. So I get it right now. And uh, you know, it's it's just super exciting because uh, Cade Cunningham, his trainer, was on Instagram live after the after the lottery, and they were all super excited about getting the first pick. Uh, and it came out and said that Cade is very excited to play in Detroit after some people were saying that, why would he want to go yeah. to Detroit? It's like everyone who doesn't live in Michigan's image of Detroit it's is like awful. the slums. Yeah, like, exactly. It's like the worst, like most rundown city ever. <laughs> and it's just like, there's not like more, that. The, the areas outside of Detroit are like very nice. Like, <laughs> have you ever seen Matthew Stafford's house? Like, it is absolutely insane. Yeah, it's, um, it looks futuristic. It yeah, looks exactly. like it's not even from this time period. And and that's the thing too. Like the the Pistons are in, I think, a good situation for a rookie, a top rookie, to come in because we're not in a three or four, five year rebuild down the road. Like we could not, we could compete next year. Compete doesn't mean go compete for a championship, but compete for a play in tournament spot, maybe maybe a playoff spot. And we just have a, we, I think we have a great young core, and Cade Cunningham can come in and be a top option as well. Jeremy Grant said himself, he, this team is not three or four years down the line. This team is next year. We're looking to make a huge jump. Same with Cade Cunningham said his main goal of his rookie year before the Pistons mm-hmm. even won the lottery is to try to compete for a playoff spot in his rookie year. I think that the Pistons are at least in a somewhat of a spot to do that. Yeah, it's not unrealistic yeah, by any means. Yeah, exactly. It's extremely realistic. I mean, this Pistons, Pistons team was, it. they were competitive in damn near every mm-hmm. single game this year and then would just lose at the end, which was fine by me. That's but, exactly what we wanted. You give yeah. another 15 point per game score on Cade and much better point guard play with Cade Cunningham. It's going to be pretty unreal, whether he plays the one or two, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I th- it, I don't think it really matters. No, me Both, You can have him and Killian out there. but And that's I think that's the biggest part about the Pistons next year 
isn't really about how much of an impact Cade makes, uh, like his rookie season. I think it's more of how much the rookies, the 2020 rookies, take a jump for because obviously we have three of them. I mean, Saban Lee makes four, but the the main three are going to be big pieces to our team next year. I think Killian Hayes is probably the most important one. I think we know Sadiq is going to be there. Uh, Isaiah Stewart is always going to be a hustler and grab mm-hmm. rebounds. Like it's not like he's just going to lose that skill. Killian Hayes is different because he just was hurt for a while. He, it's just wh- whether or not he can make a jump and prove to us that he is here long term or not. Yeah, whether or not he can make it in the league for that. Matter. I mean, he can make it, but as a really as a, as talented a backup player, or a starter, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sadiq Bay is obviously he's going to come and he's going to shoot threes and play defense. That's not going anywhere. Yeah. He's going to do it well. Like you said, Beef Stew, he's going to come in, play with great defense, hustle, rebound, be all over the floor. He's not going to lose that. Those guys, I assume. They'll, if they don't take a jump, they'll at least stay very similar yeah. to what they did last year. It's Killian Hayes that, like you said, everybody's kind of, oh, you know. And that was the comment when I was like, the first thing I read was like, what are they going to do about Killian Hayes? We're going to run him at the two or the one. They're both going to start. Or, they can play together. We yeah. have them. We, the, what I think is you play them together this year, as long as no one gets hurt, start them at the one and two all year, and then you'll decide after this year, all right, is Killian Hayes. Because at this point, no offense to Killian Hayes. I know he was Troy Weaver's first pick as a GM. But Cade Cunningham is definitely a more important piece than Killian oh, right easily. now. As of right easily. now. Um, so you have to decide, okay, is Killian Hayes the guard that we want to put next to Cade for the next five years? you know, mm-hmm. Or is he going to be a guy who we want to bring off the bench and we have to look to bring in a guy to pair up with Cade? If that's the case, then that's fine. I think Killian Hayes could be a good sixth man, but... Just depends on what he does this year, and obviously nothing is set in stone. I mean, we don't we don't know a hundred percent sure that Cade Cunningham will be on the Pistons, but I think it's a pretty safe assumption. He's only working out with the Pistons before the draft. He's not working out with any other team. I think that the Pistons would be stupid to trade the first overall pick, even if it, you get an offer that is. Like, even if you get a crazy offer that you can't say no to, I think you still have to say no. Yeah. Just because this is so good for the city of Detroit, and this has just never happened. The Pistons haven't had the first pick since 1970, I think. Um, And this is just exactly what the Pistons need. I mean, we've been talking all year about how we need to get a top pick, and then we finally do, and now everyone's saying that we could trade the pick yeah. away. It's like, make up your minds, <laughs> it's, bro. It's awful, as because I just feel like you're not really... Like if you're a fan of Detroit Pistons, you know there's only one option here, and that's getting Cade. Like there isn't, we're not trading this. Uh, I don't get the Cade kind of trade talk. And if there was a trade where we trade away the first overall pick, I'd be like extremely upset. Yeah. Like I would struggle to be a Pistons fan next year. I've seen even like Orlando giving us both of their first, giving us five and eight, and one of their younger players. And it's just like, no, why would you do that? Like no. I understand, yeah, five and eight is cool, but. The Pistons don't really need to add two top rookies again like we did last year, how we had three rookies. Like, Mm-mm. I'm cool with us having our one first-round pick, and we have three seconds, but not all those guys are going to make the roster probably. Like, this Pistons team already, before even going into free agency, has like nine or ten guys that I want to play and be yeah. in the rotation. And uh, most of them are young. Exactly. Like, like, we don't need more young guys. Like, this is, okay, Let's just off the top of my head, next year, guys I want to play at guard. Killian, Cade, Saban Lee, Frank Jackson. There's four guys who I think should be getting rotational minutes at some point. Yep. Wing players. Um, Josh Jackson, Sadiq Bey, Hamadou Diallo, if we re-sign him, which that's, I guess, something we can talk about as well. Um, I mean, Jeremy Grant, technically, if you want to count him as a wing. Wing and, yeah. That's four more, so that's eight. And then Big, Plumlee, Stewart. Saku, I still want oh, to yeah, see Saku. Saku I completely forgot about Saku. That's eleven yeah. guys. And That's eleven guys. Okafor right there. is still under contract. They're probably gonna play him because they love playing him. Um, and then you don't sound happy. Yeah, about that's that. that's eleven guys, <laughs> and let's just assume one of the second round picks will be signed. I, at yep. least one of them will be. And what if it's somebody decent? I mean, we have a. I think we have like the seventh pick in the second round, so that can be a pretty solid. It can player. be a solid, especially in this draft class. It's very deep. I mean, we that could be Luca Garza. Like, <laughs> oh, I hope not. that could be Aaron Henry if he falls, you know, like, um, I was thinking about this on my way here. Where's Dwayne Washington supposed to get drafted? I don't think he's going to get drafted. Really? I may, if he does, it'll be late. I'd late. be pretty comfortable with the second round pick used on Dwayne Washington. Maybe. I mean, yeah, you can take a risk on a guy who can score the ball really well, but, um, 
We'll Anyways. see. I mean, we're going to do our mocks and stuff. Yep. I would I want to do a mock draft since the lottery is out now pretty soon. Like we can do it next week. Cause yeah. I want to do two mocks kind of how we did with the NFL, oh, yep, yep. an early mock and then one right before draft because a lot can change from right now till draft night. Like there's always risers. The combine is going on right now. There's always guys that are going to perform really well at the combine trades. Like Joe Wees camp from Iowa. Yeah. Oh my God. People are raving about him. 42 inch vertical. And he put up like 26 and 10 in their run. And is he's like one of the best shooters in this class. Like didn't he have like a two percent body fat? Yeah, four percent, I think. Four. Yeah, like that's unreal. Crazy athlete that also can shoot the ball and he plays clamps. Like yeah. he, he, he but he's also like a three year player and I don't know. I I don't even know if he's gonna get drafted though. Like I don't remember seeing him in a mock and he above. got hyped up recently. Yeah. He got hyped up. Um let's talk about the rest of the lottery. Uh let's if you did not watch the lottery. Let's go through it. Uh, first, we'll just go through 1 through 14. So Detroit has the first pick. Houston has the second pick. Cleveland has the third pick. Toronto has the fourth pick. Orlando at five. OKC at six. Golden State at seven via the Minnesota Timberwolves. Orlando at eight via the Chicago Bulls. Sacramento at nine. New Orleans at 10. Charlotte at 11. San Antonio at 12. Indiana at 13, and Golden State at 14. So Golden State has two lottery picks. Orlando has two lottery picks. Um, The big one to me, right off rip, is Toronto at four. Yeah. That is scary. Toronto is, like, in easily, like, contention to be good again next year. Oh, I mean, they're going to – you're going to get one of – uh, you're not going to get Mobley, but you could get Jalen Green, You're going to get Green or Suggs or Kaminga. Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> and those three, well, any of those three guys fit. I mean, Perfectly. Suggs, I think, fits the best mm-hmm. just because him and Van Vliet backcourt is so nice Dirty. defensively, bro. Like, yeah. they are so nice. Jalen Green does fit that as well, though, because Van Move Vliet play, plays clamps, and Jalen Green can come in and get buckets. Um, yep. It's and Toronto... They have they they lucked out. Yeah, one year, one year where they around. yeah because Lowry's probably gone. But I don't know. Eh, I, I assume I Lowry's assume. gone. I kind of I kind of hope. I kind of hope so too. I think that because I would like to see Van Vliet. I mean, they paid Van Vliet, and yep. now they have a lottery pick, and it's probably going to be a guard. So, uh, but Toronto really kind of did what Golden State did last year, where all right, your guy. I mean, did they have anyone get hurt early? No, I think they just they kind of just sucked. Yeah. yeah, I guess they kind of just sucked right to start the year, and it was like, all right, let's just suck the whole year. They just need a whole lot of new pieces. Yeah, they just need to kind of redux. And the they have veterans. a one year retool, and they have a top four pick to do that. So. Yeah. That's kind of cool. I've always been a, like a slight fan of the Raptors, so I'm cool with them. Is jumping there a up. shot they trade that pick? I mean, for a really good player. It, yeah, I mean, I it mean, depends, right? but it's it, they could um, because they're only... losing. They're losing Lowry's thirty-five million dollar contract, so they're gonna yep. have a little bit of money, even though they have a lot of other guys that are making big money. Um, I mean, they could make a huge trade too. You know, you package that with us with Siakam or something, like just throwing something out. You know, for yeah, somebody. something crazy. Yeah. Uh, that's something. I feel like they probably won't. But I, I doubt it. I was just thinking. Yeah, it's it's something that could happen. Um, Cleveland jumps up to three. That sucks, man. Cleveland jumps up so much. They have had a top five pick so many times. They have so many players on their roster. That I know. I, feel like like, just... I was upset when they jumped up. Yeah. I really felt bad for, like, OKC because um, oh. I, I kind of wanted OKC to jump up. I low-key kind of feel bad for Orlando, man. They were tied with us in Houston for the top pick in the draft, best odds for first pick, and they fall out of the top four at five. I guess I don't feel that bad because they have two first-round picks. They kept the Chicago pick, but... And again, you are getting a I kinda stud. Wanted, I kind of wanted to see Orlando in the top three because, like, their rookie easily could win rookie yeah. of the year next Where year. Where did the Timberwolves pick go? I know it's to the Warriors. Seven. Seven? Man. But the thing is, Orlando's, again, going to get one of Kaminga, Green, or Suggs. And then at number eight, they get another stud player. Yeah, you're going to get at least a guy who's going to come in and play like 25 minutes a night. Yeah. If you have a top five pick in this year's draft, I don't think there's a whole lot to complain about. Yeah. Granted, yeah, Orlando was the third worst team in the league. Who will be the Marvin Bagley of this draft, though? Because 2018 Somebody. class, the top five is all really good, and then there's Bagley. and But they're all really hyped up, you know? It's I mean, I'm not, saying there's, I'm not saying there's going to be one that sucks, but... One of these guys that doesn't go first, like Kate is obviously going to go first, but one of the other guys is going to be like a star, I feel like, that doesn't go first. So who will be picked before him that's like 
that is a bad ends up being a bad pick in the future, you know. And I and I really don't know because I see Kaminga being the fifth overall pick. I, I'm not probably. Sold on I've seen that Kaminga isn't even the fifth pick. Jay Billis has Davion Mitchell as his fifth yeah, best. Yeah, I saw that. Prospect. I saw that. Could you imagine five? Gu- oh no, uh, Mobley. Yeah, but four of the top that, five yeah. being Garth. It's a guard heavy league, so I get it. Uh, but I, I don't really think I don't see a bust or a player that you regret taking here because Marvin mm-hmm. Bagley is a straight up bust. He, but it's injuries more than anything. And that's the thing. Any of these guys in the top five like would have gone number one last year. Yep. So like this this draft class is much improved from last year, um, and they're gonna have a a proper off season to get ready. We're gonna have summer camp. We're gonna have just a full off season to get ready and everything. So think about how much summer pre-season. basketball we're gonna watch with Cade Cunningham, like the summer league. Oh yeah, if, if he plays in it though, a lot of the guy, a lot of the top picks won't play in the summer league. So I hope he does. I, I hope he does. I'm, Pistons summer league team actually is going to kill everyone, bro. Be so nice. Our summer league team is damn near our regular team. (laughs) It's just our NBA roster. Like take off Jeremy Grant and Plumlee, and there's our summer league. Boom. (laughs) Yeah, you have guys who got NBA minutes and a lot of them last year (laughs) playing on that team. Um, some more lottery talk though. Uh, I kind of wanted Sacramento to jump up a little bit just because they kind of are. I I feel bad for De'Aaron Fox. It'd be nice if they end up getting like Mobley or something. Um, but. The second pick, Houston, they keep it. They almost fell out of the top, or if they would have fallen out, it would have went to OKC. I don't know what they're going to do with the second pick because they have, a, I mean, Mobley would be nice next to Christian Wood, but do they want to go with a guy like Jalen Green? I don't know. Um, they're, in a, they're in an odd spot. Houston is just such, in they could such just, a weird spot I feel spot like you just right go now. best available if yeah. you're Houston. And it's Mobley? Yeah, I would say so, but it just depends on if they want to pair him and Christian Wood yep. together. Um, there is, a, like, Golden State has a lot of opportunity to make trades with their picks. I mean, if they package 7 and 14 and Wiggins, like, you could probably get a pretty top player. It just depends on what teams are willing to get rid of their top players. Bro, imagine Dame gets traded to Golden State. I didn't even think... Oh, that would be disgusting. I was like, obviously, that's super, like, probably not going to happen, but... I mean, I, why, I didn't even think of Golden it, State as, like, if Dame decides to request a trade, I didn't even think of Golden yeah. State. Curry, Dame, Clay, Dre, Wiseman. There's, no, you might have, no, to throw have, Wi- yeah, you have to throw Wiseman in that for there sure. There would be – Golden State has crazy trade potential this offseason. I mean, you have Wiggins that you can trade. You have two first-round first round lottery picks that you can trade for Bradley Beal. I mean, if I'm – if they And then you to, give me yeah. James Wiseman, yeah, that's a trade. Easily. Mm-hmm. I'm taking that trade. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, like, yeah, like there's definitely trades that could happen, so that's why I kind of want to do the mock early as we can because then it will be different by the time we do it uh before the draft so mm-hmm. any other lottery talk that we want to talk about or do you think the warriors hold on to their pick or do you think they trade them i don't know because me either i don't know it's weird because if they do i feel like they won't have both of them i feel like maybe they might keep one to pick a guy because at the same time you do have to realize curry clay and draymond are all like Above 30 years old. You know, they're all not, they're not like out of their prime by any means, but they are older players. So, so if you get some young You do guys. have to think about the future a little bit, um, especially if you flip both these picks and Wiseman, because then your future isn't the brightest. But I See, don't know. I think you can sacrifice future for rings. Yeah, I, I think you can, like for one. Yeah. I think you can sacrifice your whole future for one ring. Especially the Warriors who have been a, dominated the yeah. past five years, 10 years in the NBA. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the Pistons getting the first overall pick, can't believe it. Like, awesome moment. We went nuts. I was wearing my Reggie Jackson jersey, so that's why I'm wearing it today, and because he's been going off in the playoffs. So. I won't I won't be happy until I see Cade Cunningham get picked. Yeah, exactly. No, I am, I am happy, but, like, I'm still so nervous with all the Twitter talk. Twitter fingers just, are getting me scared. Twitter has been, like, just going nuts, too, just because of <laughs> the Pistons. Um, but let's talk about other news before we get into playoff talk. Uh, NBA coach hiring is the first thing. Rick Carlisle and the Mavericks parted ways, and he goes and gets a bag from Indiana, like a four-year. I don't even know how much it was. It was a lot. It was a lot for a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to Indiana. Yeah, going to the Pacers. It's I like that for the Pacers. The Pacers are in a super, really weird situation this offseason where they have a lot of quality players, and they should have been a playoff team, and they're not. Uh, maybe they're a team that looks to make a trade for Ben Simmons. Who knows? Because they have guys like Brogdon, Sabonis, Miles Turner, TJ Warren. That's interesting. But uh, shout out to Indiana for at least because they only had their, you know, they got rid of Nate McMillan, who's 
now coaching the team that's in the Eastern Conference Finals, and then they fire their new coach after one year. So Yeah, and I think this is a good pickup, just getting get an offensive-minded coach and who coaches offensive juggernauts yeah. the past few years. Mm-hmm. Um, Boston Celtics, and obviously Brad Stevens is the new GM for the Celtics. He's... <laughs> No longer did the we, coach. Did we ever talk about the trade? That's what I have it on here. Yeah, <laughs> we. I guess we could probably do that as right now. But uh, Ime Udoka, who was the Bucks assistant two year or last year, and then uh, or two years ago technically, and then last year was the Nets assistant. He is going to be the new head coach of the Boston Celtics. And yeah, Brad Stevens made no, <laughs> took no time making his first move as a GM, trading Kemba Walker to OKC for Al Horford and Moses Brown, and they also throw in. The 16th overall pick. Um, how do you? What do you think that, about this? Trade? How do you think that makes Kemba feel like your head coach instantly, very first opportunity <laughs> gets trades your probably, ass? Yeah, and tra- <laughs> and has to attach your first pick <laughs> or your first round pick to you to get rid of to you. get Al Horford, who had to get a first round pick attached to him to get rid of him last year. The Celtics have. Just screwed themselves Think about, over. Okay, can we just do a quick? I know we I I we talk shit about on this the Celtics, a lot, but can we just do a quick? appreciation for Sam Presti and the OKC Thunder. I mean, it is just unreal how he will he will get first to take on players that are bad value and bad contracts, and then a year later flip them for picks. Yeah, four more picks. Like, he did that with Al Horford. He got a pick with Horford for Danny Green last offseason, yeah. and now flips Horford for the 16th <laughs> pick and Kemba, and he's going to flip Kemba for more picks, yeah, he's gonna, whether it's this offseason or or Kemba plays on OKC for a year. I assume Kemba will get traded this offseason. I would think so. Just because I don't think Kemba wants – Kemba's I think Kemba still wants to prove he can win. Yeah, and it doesn't really fit OKC really at all yeah. right now either. Like He's going to – Kemba's going to walk in. He's going to say, hey, can you trade me to Milwaukee? Yeah, or and, to the Lakers. And he's going to look at him and say – yeah, sure. Well, just give us a first, and you're gone. Yeah, <laughs> like. it's it's just crazy how OKC can like Chris Paul's another one. You know, they took on picks to take on Chris Paul, and then flipped him for multiple more picks. Like, do they not realize that he is like just abusing what the he, league? Like, what's he gonna do with like? When, at some when does point, he start trading? Them? At some point, it's like, all right, like having eight first round picks every year. You can't sign all those guys. You yeah. can't make eight different picks. So I'm curious if teams point, are ever gonna trade. With uh, they will at some point, OKC is going to make a blockbuster trade to get a star. I think it's as soon as they maybe have a year where they are decent, like yeah. where they start to be good again. Shea breaks out. I mean, he already pretty much has. Maybe their sixth pick ends they might, up being really good. They might wait for like an AD level player to say, "I want out." Or maybe and then, like Carl boom, Anthony Towns, world like record amount of picks attached. Yeah. Here, we'll give you we'll Lou Dort and first round picks. twelve first. <laughs> Turn it down, yeah. Mike Trout, please. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like they could. You never know. Like OKC is set up pretty well. Um, I would love to be like. I'm not complaining to be a Pistons fan right now, but being an OKC fan is definitely not a bad thing right no. now. No. Um, but yeah, Kemba Walker gets flipped to OKC. Al Horford's back in Boston. They I don't know what their plan is because they uh Evan Fournier's a free agent. They definitely still need to look to get a point guard. Mm-hmm. Even though, you know, Kemba definitely wasn't the greatest for them last year, but it was a lot because of injury. And I don't think Peyton Pritchard is the future point guard for the Celtics. So they're still gonna have to look to get a guy to play point guard for them, whether it's trading Marcus Smart. But they kind of solved their big man issue with Horford and Moses Brown. They still have Robert Williams, too. So they have a few guys that can rotate there. And Tristan Thompson is still on their team. I assume he will get moved. So, In all honesty, Kemba Walker was hardly even a point guard last year anyways. I mean, Kemba hasn't, Kemba's more of a two guard he's than just he is a guard. one. Yeah. yeah, he's much less combo guard, I guess would be the mm-hmm. correct term. But he is not. He They need a point guard. They need to go out and get a real point guard. Yeah. Uh What's the Jason Kidd to the Mavericks? Yeah, that was the next one. Yeah, Jason Kidd is going to be the new coach of the Dallas Mavericks. Um, I assume Luca's pretty happy about this. Anytime that a player gets a former player gets hired that played the same position as their star, I think that it's it, the players are usually pretty happy about that, just because not only are they going to coach the whole team, but they they played the position. You know, mm-hmm. they know a lot more than. Stan Van Gundy would know about playing guard, you know, like just a random coach yeah. I was thinking In of. the same city. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Won just... a championship with the Mavericks. So. And is a tall, oversized point guard. Yeah. I didn't realize that. <laughs> There's a lot of similarities between Luka and Jason Yeah, exactly. Um, 
And then they hire a new GM too. I think he's like from Nike or something. Like yeah. he's a Nike. His name's Nico, guy. right? Yeah. Uh, never had an NBA position. And he, yeah, he's like, is a, in works for Nike. And okay. he now is the, an NBA GM. So I that's think kind I of read that his job was like he recruited college players to oh, sign really? to Nike. That makes sense. I, I think that was that, his yeah. job. But I'm not I guess really that kind sure. of, yeah, I guess that makes sense. But hopefully that he can make some moves to uh, make Luca happy because apparently Luca wants out. Same with Zion. <laughs> apparently Zion wants out. If you're um, young and you're on a struggling team after one year, just ask to leave. <laughs> yeah, like Cade's going to do it next yeah. year. <laughs> Get um, me out of Detroit. Huh? Back on the Cleveland talk with them having the third pick and everything, it has come out that they are starting to explore Colin Sexton trades. Um, oh, I think that does cool. make sense now since they have the third pick, especially because, I mean, there's a chance that Mobley falls to three. Like, there definitely is a chance that Houston decides to go guard, which would, I, like, it doesn't, definitely is not unrealistic. But Cleveland, if they were to add another guard, it just doesn't make sense for him. Sexton and Garland. Sexton, Garland, and Jalen Green or or Jalen Suggs uh, to be all there. And I've heard rumors, you know, that Sexton is kind of unliked in the locker room and everything and gets very, like, babied by the Cavs coaching staff and everything as, like, a superstar player when he really, like, isn't yet. Yeah. I mean, he does, definitely is a young, a very good young player, but... He's not a superstar or anything yet. I don't know what I don't know what type of value Colin Sexton has. Like I, I've seen like a possible Ben Simmons for Sexton trade. Like I don't Ugh. I don't know Ben Simmons trade is the most like difficult thing to think of how it would work right now because his value is so like I don't In know question. what it is. Yes, it's just, exactly. You, you have literally like I was thinking about it and our our perfect trade. You brought it up last year. Was Ben Simmons to the Warriors? That was at the time the perfect trade. I don't know for, if it is for the anymore. Second or what? The third? Yeah, the second pick in the yeah. draft. Yeah, I have no idea what the right spot is for Ben Simmons because he can't have the ball in his hands. They literally just follow him. So wherever yeah. he's going, you have to just make sure he never touches the ball ever. Because like literally in the playoffs, he would he's dribbling down the court. He'd be damn near wide open. Somebody sprints at him. He has to pass it as yeah. fast as he can. <laughs> Get it to Seth Curry. Up the wing and make him make a move. It it's Ben Simmons is tough right now. I still want to see him go to the Warriors. Like that's still the perfect destination. <laughs> yeah, but to uh, him and Draymond on the court yeah, together you can't though. Do it and then like Wiseman too. Because and and what do you even trade? Like I don't. Yeah, it's weird because I th- you know when the Portland got eliminated and there was just all the Dame trade talks. Like Dame to his Philly trade made sense because Simmons is a young player. He's been an All NBA player, an All Star, def- runner up for Defensive Player of the Year. Like is a very good young asset, and you there's a couple other pieces you'd obviously have to throw in to make a Dame trade with Ben Simmons. But now it's like I feel like there's no way Philly can put together a Dame trade that makes I mean, sense. It, it would take a lot because is Ben Simmons like and now it's like Ben Simmons for CJ type yeah. talk. That's like the most popular trade talk that's that's going around right now. Um, I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be weird because. I just don't know what's going to happen with Ben Simmons. but Get ready for another crazy offseason. Yeah, NBA fans. I think it's going to be pretty crazy. Um, And speaking of Dame Lillard, it's apparently his team and his his camp are getting uneasy with Portland's uh, front office and everything. So I don't know. I mean, it's it depends. They are they are about to hire Chauncey Billups as their next head coach. I think he's he, they said he's the front runner. It sounds like they're going to hire him as soon as the Clippers season is over because he is a Clippers assistant. So... Maybe Dame Lillard is a fan of Chauncey Billups. Uh, shout out to Chauncey, though, for getting his first head coaching Lots of Detroit spot. in the news yeah, lately. Yeah, for Lots real. Lots of Detroit. But, yeah, we'll get into more, like, trade talks and stuff as the offseason starts, I guess, because it hasn't even started yet, and there's been a trade, and trade talks are already going on. <laughs> yeah, the, um, the meme of when LeBron finds out he can make trades in the playoffs. Yeah, I saw that. That was hilarious. <laughs> Kuzma's getting traded, for sure. <laughs> um, quick baseball news. Wander Franco is the number one rated prospect in the MLB right now for the Rays shortstop. Got called up and in his first game hit a three-run bomb for them. Uh, he's definitely going to be like the next Tatis probably as far as just popularity and everything because he's got that swag to him. He's wearing a big giant chain on him when he's running around the bases. So that's cool for that. And then some more baseball talk with all this uh, weird week. 
the weird week of baseball because this is the first week that uh, Manfred has implemented the ban of the sticky substances, and they're only doing it for seven days. They just want to test out how it is without them. And they've been really strict about it. They Max Scherzer strips oh. down another. I forget who, another pitcher just got super pissed that they checked him. Scherzer got checked a couple times. Degrom got checked. I mean, it's pretty like insane. Well, how quick the narrative had changed in the MLB. Yeah, and the whole the whole thing is they can the umps can check randomly at any time. And the whole thing with Max Scherzer was the. The reason he was so upset is because it was the other coach. Yeah, it was Joe Girardi who, for the Phillies. Yeah, yeah, who was like, check him. He's been touching his hat a lot. Yeah. And Max Scherzer was pissed. And then Joe Girardi. I'd be pissed too, especially if I wasn't cheating. <laughs> yeah. If I was cheating, obviously, yeah, I wouldn't be pissed. But. After the game, Joe Girardi was like, yeah, I've just never seen Max Scherzer touch his hat so much in an in. You've never paid attention, dude. Yeah. There's no way you're sitting there in the dark. You're only like, doing that because of this new ro- yeah. rule. Like, Shut up, bro. And I think the seven days is up because I think it started on Monday, so I don't know if they're going to extend it or anything, but it's just weird for MLB to make a change like this midseason. Obviously, I think most baseball fans can agree that no substances should be used at all, but it's just dumb that MLB let it happen and didn't have any rules for it, and then all of a sudden in the middle of the season, you can't, have you it. can't do it anymore. And it's just like... Why did they? Why did they bat an eye to it and just let it happen for so long? And then mm. now it's an issue. So. They let it get so bad. It's the thing. It's yeah. not just like bad. It's it's extremely bad. Yeah. Every pitcher does it. Yeah, there's exactly. not a pitcher who doesn't. Uh, and then now, like you said, the players are just toying with the umps. Very first check of the game, they're ripping off all their clothes, just ma- mimicking him or mimicking him, uh, mocking them, yeah. making a whole mockery out of the whole thing because it is so weird and it just looks weird. Max Scherzer's running his hands through his hair. I don't got hair gel in, but it's <laughs> yeah. so weird because there's so many different options. To have oh, yeah. I mean, stuff. even just sweat. Even yeah. sweat is literally like a a substance technically. So it's, yeah. it's pretty weird. But baseball, Tigers are kind of hot right now. So Matt Manning got called up for them too. So um, let's get into some uh, playoff talk, though. First, do we want to talk about the let's, – let's get through the losers of the second round because it has been a while since we did a podcast – Kawhi Leonard goes down in our last podcast, and the Clippers were down, or it was t- it was tied two two, yep. and they ended up winning both games. So let's talk about the Utah Jazz. Uh, Utah was one seed for the first time in since Carl Malone, John Stockton days, and they lose in the second round, fail to make the conference finals. What is next for Utah? They're they're not in like a weird spot by any means, but I don't know how much better they can get because their team, other than Donovan Mitchell, is an older team. Um, they don't have a lot of money. They just signed Rudy Gobert to this g- huge, ginormous extension. Defensive player of the year, and Terrence Mann drops 40 points on him and gives him buckets, gives him embarrasses and him. just makes him like Go- Gobert's not even closing out on him, just letting him shoot. It's they were just attacking Rudy Gobert at all because the Clippers run this small ball unit, and it. I mean, Ty Lue made a, made the necessary changes to win them this series. But yeah, Rudy Gobert kind of gets exposed, and I don't know if maybe they look at a Gobert trade, but I don't know if they would be able to move Gobert because of yeah. how big his contract is. So what's next for the Jazz? I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> this is a team where they they have two directions: keep the exact same team or retool. They don't really they can't blow it up because yeah. they're too good to blow it up. And they don't have any assets to do anything huge, make a blockbuster move. Yeah, because they like don't have said, their pick next year. They have their pick in this year's draft, but Rudy can't be moved anymore. Like I really don't think it'd be really tough to move him to anywhere other than OKC. At that point, you're tool, you're packaging three firsts for him, and to go to OKC. Uh this team is weird. Uh, I do want to talk about Ty Lue for a minute. The balls on a coach to say, you know what? Here's our game plan: attack the D boy. Attack him. We're going to make him look like he's an awful worst defender in the league. That is so ballsy (laughs) to just go right at him. Uh, I love it. And Ty Lue, you know, the meme, he's Greg Popovich. After the first two games, he is Pop. He's the best coach in the league. Yeah, well, you got to get down 2-0 just to expose, see what, then you change it up. Yeah, see how they're winning, and then you (laughs) beat how they win. Uh, I have no idea what direction Utah goes in. I wouldn't mind a new head coach just to see something because they've just been they've just been kind of stuck in this competitive spot for a long time, yeah. which isn't a bad spot. And this is definitely the best year that they've had, though, mm-hmm. and at least the best chance that they had to go far. I mean, they lost in the first round of the playoffs 
the last two or three years. Donovan Mitchell's rookie year, they made it to the second round and lost. But they they have yet to make it past the second round in Donovan Mitchell's career. And a guy who's already has a bunch of playoff experience as a young player. So I don't know what because the what like I always say this, but the West is only going to be better next year. The Lakers are going to make necessary moves to be back. Phoenix is definitely only going to be better. Um, there's several other teams too. The Warriors will be back, but Utah, I don't know what they do. I definitely don't. Yeah, they can't really blow it up. It doesn't really make sense for them to blow it up. I think they have to do some sort of retool, like you said, but they don't have a lot of wiggle room to do that. I think mm-hmm. they honestly are probably just going to have to run it back and maybe add a couple pieces here or there. And then next season, if they don't do anything, that's when it's like, all right, it's time to blow it up. Something's got to happen. Mm-hmm. Get down on Mitchell out of Utah. Yeah. But like I said, I don't know how much better. They were the one seed this year. Yeah, they, exactly. they had the best record in the NBA this year. What, what do you expect them didn't to do? Make the, the, they didn't make the conference finals. It's just like, wh- what next? Like, it's mm-hmm. it's tough. It would be weird to be a Utah fan right now. Very. Brooklyn Nets lose in seven to, to the Milwaukee Bucks. What a crazy game seven this was. Kevin Durant is an inch away from sending the Bucks home on the craziest post-fadeaway <laughs> three-point shot ever. Drains it, but it was only a two, so it put him in OT. Tries the same exact shot in <laughs> OT, and it just didn't work that time. Um, people that are shitting on KD for missing that shot, by the way, are just idiots. Are just idiots. Yeah, yeah. like get off. Just quit watching basketball. Why? Like, like I understand that's not a good shot, but. He also is Kevin Durant and is probably the best shot maker ever. Yeah. So uh, the Nets definitely will be back next year, like for sure. All their stars are under contract. Blake Griffin is a free agent who had a really good playoffs for them, actually. But Dinwiddie is a guy who maybe they can do a sign and trade with. He is a free agent, though. So the Nets will be back. And I think it is probably good for the NBA that they lost. Even though I was low-key kind of rooting for them, honestly. I really wasn't, like, all year in playoffs. But in this series, it was just fun to watch KD put the team on his back because Kyrie was hurt. James Harden was back, but he definitely was hurt still. It was basically KD versus the Bucks. It was KD, yeah. Joe Harris couldn't make a shot. Um, Jeff Green. It was KD and Jeff Green. <laughs> the versus, Seattle Supersonics. Versus the Bucks. yeah. So um, the Nets will be back next year, though. They definitely are in a different of a situation than the Jazz. Like, they don't have to make a lot of moves. Maybe they could go out and try to get another big. Um, but they, they'll be fine. Not only did I start rooting for the Nets during this series, I started rooting against the Bucks so hard. I, I, I've i <laughs> talked about I can't watch the Net, the Bucks. Like, I get so bored and so mad watching them. <laughs> they did play really good last night, though. So Yeah, they did. Um, but the Nets, like, I guess next year, I think the Nets will definitely – take a look at their big three and realize, I know that they didn't, the big three didn't play a lot in the regular season last year, but I think they'll be a lot more cautious. Um, mm-hmm. I think that they will realize that two, only having two of these stars on game 44 of the night in you know, playing against OKC, like we're going to win that game with two stars. Yep. We don't need to play all three because the, this long season obviously met, was super bad for injuries for everyone. But the Nets just don't want this to happen again next year with all their stars getting hurt in the playoffs. And it's it's unfortunate because this Nets team, I think clearly we all know, was the best team in the playoffs. Yeah. Like out of out of every team, no matter they definitely were the favorite to win it all. And they lost due to injury, which is always a shame. I, I hate that so much. It's the worst part about basketball, and it's the only bad part about basketball. Yeah, especially is, this season. Like it's mm-hmm. just this season, it's not been ruined by any means, but it's just like the injuries the injuries are going to happen. Like, there's never been a playoffs that there isn't injuries. Yep. But this year's just been accelerated. So, And then lastly, the Philadelphia 76ers. They lose in seven games to the Atlanta Hawks. Wow. I just can't believe that they that they lost this series. I mean, they went up. Didn't they go up 3-2 or did Atlanta go up 3-2? I'm not sure. I'm I think not sure Philly went up. up. No, no, no. Atlanta went up 3-2 and then Philly won game six in Atlanta and then went back home for game seven. The game that I really thought that Philly was going to win. Trey Young didn't even have a good game in no. Game Seven. Shot the ball really poorly, but everyone else stepped up. Gallinari, Kayvon Herder <laughs> went off. Um, Joel Embiid. I mean, he. A lot of slanders going to Ben Simmons, but Joel Embiid, like ter- in the last two games, I think he had 16 turnovers in the last two games for Philly, 
especially a lot of them coming in the fourth quarter. And B would have a big first three quarters, and then in the fourth quarter, kind of just disappear and not make any shots. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there was a one play in Game Seven where we both, "What the hell are you doing?" Oh, yeah. beating on that pass. The he gets what is, I think he gets a steal and might turn it right yeah, back I over think or so. something. Um, but Philly, uh, the process—they've <laughs> been trusting the process for quite some time now, since about 2012, 2013. And it has not gotten them anywhere. The Atlanta Hawks, when the when I saw this meme that said the Atlanta Hawks were the one seed and made it to the conference finals when Philly started the process and had a whole rebuild and just beat them in seven games as when Philly was the one seed. Like, it's pretty funny. It is. I mean, the process at this point, and I know the process the, is over. The 76ers just came out and said, we're sticking with Ben Simmons. Stop. Like you're you're not gonna go anywhere. I don't think they are. I think they're just saying that yeah, just they to have say to. that. They say they're gonna work on his jump shot and stuff. But you've been working on his jump shot for four years. Yeah. He's averages less points than he ever has in his whole NBA career. With Daryl Morey as a GM, I think that moves will be made. Moves definitely do need to be made. I don't think Doc Rivers needs to be fired, even though Doc Rivers uh, <laughs> loses another playoff series that he shouldn't have lost. Didn't make the changes that he need to. Um, but he, it's also his first year in Philly. They were the one seed, so I think you do give him another year. But he might be the new Coach Bud. Might be a regular yeah. season coach. But Coach <laughs> Bud's winning right now. So yeah, but Coach Bud still probably should have got still should get fired even if they make even coach if they Bud win the is finals. Garbage. He'll be the first coach that'll win the finals and still get fired. Wasn't it Dwayne Casey? No, I say win the finals. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's it's just crazy that Philly lost this series to Atlanta. Like, so should not have lost this series. It shouldn't even have gone seven games. Yes, Atlanta is a great is is surprising a lot of te- surprising everyone and playing like a really good team. But Philly is still a much better team than them offensively and defensively. They're one of the best defenses in the NBA, and they couldn't stop Atlanta's offense. So it's uh, it's Philly is. Yeah, go ahead. It's crazy to think that this is one of those series where it is so easy to just point to one player and say, that dude lost them the entire series. And it's Ben Simmons, no question about it. Three made field goals in the fourth, in the fourth quarter, quarter of all seven games. Huh? Is awful. You're paying him $35 million a year to make you three shots in seven games. And then he's games. guarding Trey Young, who's going off. and like Giving him buckets. He did, I will say, in Game 7, Simmons actually was playing pretty good defense on Trey Young. But in all the other games, he really, like, Trey Young was still getting buckets on Simmons, no matter what, and getting Simmons in foul trouble. Uh, and Philly, I mean, Seth Curry was their second-best player throughout these playoffs. Tobias Harris, a guy who... He definitely had good games in this series, but in game uh, six or five, had like four points. Like, that's that's awful. Seth Curry was easily their second-best player in these playoffs, um, and you're paying Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons a max to be bodies on the court. Yeah, to just go out there. Yeah. Well, Ben Simmons was less than a body. Yeah. <laughs> he was. He, I mean, that play where Simmons got the ball on the block, a pass inside, oh has a dunk, goes up for the dunk, and then just... <laughs> Flips out of it and passes it to Matisse Thibel, who is not a scorer. That yeah. should be the other way. Thibel should be the one passing it. Um, he and the dunk that he's, he's it's kind of contested by Trey but Young. He's six foot ten, <laughs> and, and it's Trey Young he's contesting a dunk, him. He's a guy that is known for being athletic and going to the basket. <laughs> You've got six foot five eleven, maybe five eleven. Trey Young <laughs> trying to guard you, and you you pass it, huh? I would just love to see Ben Simmons on a new team and just try to change things up restart like, restart I think that he had a obviously he had a great rookie season he was the best season of his career was his rookie year probably mm-hmm. um and I'm not saying he needs to come out and shoot five threes a, a game next year but just look to score the ball more I mean he averaged what 13 points a game this season I think yeah. 13 points something um and in the playoffs he probably averaged less than 10 if I had if I had to take a guess I mean this is the same Ben Simmons that dropped like 45 on Gobert in the season this year yeah. Like, Simmons can get buckets. He doesn't have to. I don't think he has to develop a jump shot right away. A mid-range, yes. he and a I free think, throw. Uh, or just, yeah, the free throws are bad, too. Yeah, he's awful from the free throw line. Um, so is Giannis. They both suck. But I think he, if Simmons can just develop a floater or just a, a pull-up mid-range game and just look to keep attacking the basket because he, the hack of Ben was really happening and it, it – it benefited the Hawks a lot. I mean, they wouldn't have won some of these games if they didn't follow Ben Simmons, send him to the line, and he goes 0 for 2, 1 for 2. like 4 for 15. Yeah, he, w- he he would not go 2 for 2. Like, I don't think he did one time ever. 
Uh, ben Simmons, I would love to see him. Uh, and I'm, you know, whether it's in Philly next year or wherever, I'd like to see him go where there's a true point guard. Not that Ben Simmons isn't, but I want to see him run the four a lot more in his career in the next couple of years because I I would much rather see him without the ball in his hands, catching lobs, ca- getting balls on fast breaks, and going to Duncan. But I. I don't see him being a point guard for the rest of his career. Only if the only reason or the only way I think he is a point guard for the rest is if you surround him with straight shooters and a, and a guy who is a lob threat at the at mm-hmm. the big spot, but also can stretch the floor. Like that's why I do like uh, him going to Indiana for like Brogdon and TJ Warren. I don't know though. Him and Sabonis, I guess I'm not sure how that would Miles work. Miles Turner, would but work. Turner would be nice. Levert on the wing and McDermott on the wing. Those fit him nice. Uh you could yeah. trade Sabonis for him, in all honesty. Sabonis and Embiid, though? I don't know how that would work. It's probably better than Ben Simmons and Embiid. I don't think they would trade it at Sabonis <laughs> no. for Simmons, You need though. more. Like, I don't think Simmons, Simmons' definitely value is not high enough to trade for Sabonis, I don't think. Oh, you're saying the Pacers don't take that No, trade. yeah, I don't think in any way. I think Brogdon, yeah, but, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I see what you're saying. I, I get it. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with you. Yeah, I don't think, yeah, I would turn that trade down. Mm-hmm. You'd you'd have to give me two first round picks and maybe Tyrese Max. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, 76ers, they are gonna have an eventful offseason. I'm mm-hmm. excited to see what they do. Um, so let's talk about actually I want to say I, I saw this on TikTok and I wrote it down because I thought it was super funny. Did you know that Trey Young is taller than Aaron Donald? <laughs> Isn't that just what? weird to think about? How tall is Aaron Donald? Six foot. Huh? <laughs> Isn't it just weird though to want to hear another one? Aaron Donald's huge in the Steve NFL. Steve Nash is the same height as Julio Jones. Isn't that what? weird, bro? It's like it makes sense, but like if I'm literally picturing both of them standing next to each other right now, Julio Jones Julio is, is overtowering <laughs> yeah. Steve Nash. Like makes Steve Nash look like a baby. But like it's just the NBA NFL height differences. Like there's nobody six nine oh in my the God, NFL. Dude, that makes me think like Dude, I like we said, you know, LeBron could have played in the NFL. Could you imagine a six foot? LeBron nine, would be dude? the tallest dude in the NFL, like ever. And he'd be nuts. KD said, do you see what KD said the other day? That if he uh-uh. didn't if he wasn't playing NBA, what would he do? And he said he would he would definitely would have been a wide receiver in the NFL. Like oh my he, God. he loves well, remember when they did the wasn't it a seven on seven? Like during the one NBA lockout, it was like Braun, KD, oh, yeah, and a bunch of them that. dudes were playing yeah, football, I and think, they were low yeah. key kind of cold. KD is would have like he imagine was, KD lining up, you just throw it up to <laughs> yeah, him, like, just lob it. <laughs> Anyways, I just thought that was kind of funny, but um, let's talk about playoffs. Last night, Milwaukee Atlanta game two happened. Milwaukee kills Atlanta. Um, they were scoring the ball with absolute ease. Atlanta wasn't playing that bad offensively; like they were they were knocking down shots. Trey Young didn't really have the best game, but Milwaukee was just scoring every single time coming down the court. Giannis was dominating. Drew Holiday had a big game. He's Drew Holiday's been very consistent on defense throughout these playoffs, but offensively he's kind of been having a, a, a not a very good offensive playoffs for sure. But he had a really good game. Middleton is he's he's pretty inconsistent as far as one game he'll have thirty five, and the next game he'll have ten and miss thirty shots. Mm-hmm. But Milwaukee played a really good all around game. Um, beats Atlanta as after Atlanta won Game One for them after Trey Young scored almost fifty. So, what's this series looking like for you? I've I I think Milwaukee will probably win it in six if I had to guess. Uh, and if Milwaukee and the reason I think that is because if Milwaukee doesn't win this, it is going to be awful for Giannis. This is this is his year to win the NBA Finals. If yeah. There's no he's team. not going to get a, a much better chance than this. Like like with LeBron last year, it was like, yeah, this is you got to win this year. Yeah, Giannis is in the same boat right now. You you are playing Trey Young, what the five seed? Yeah, five, five seed. seed. You need to beat him. Like you you can't like lose Atlanta's to this a good guy. team for sure, and they could beat Milwaukee. Like it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, they beat the one seed yeah. Sixers, but like but, I completely agree with you though. Like the Bucks. They gotta. They have to at least make the finals. Yeah. They could lose in the finals. I mean, I could easily see the Clippers or the especially Suns if it's like them. a seven game series. Yeah, but that's okay. The Bucks need to make the finals for Giannis just for to start off his legacy right because yeah. I don't think it ruins his legacy by any means. Mm-hmm. But it's just like 
this is a great opportunity. I mean, yeah. they beat the Nets. Like, the Nets are, they're going to be back next year, and you're probably not going to beat them next year. <laughs> Imagine the Nets don't go to the finals next year either. Like, oh, then that There's look, no way that doesn't happen. Yeah, it'd look awful for the legacies of those three. Yeah, exactly. Those so, three's legacies would be tarnished. Um, But Atlanta did steal a game in Milwaukee, though, so mm-hmm. that is very important. That's huge for them. Atlanta is a very good team at home. Um. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Atlanta, I think Milwaukee wins in, I think they'll probably split these next two. So it'll be 2-2 going into game five. I think, yeah, I think Milwaukee in six probably makes the most sense uh, because game five, I think Milwaukee wins that one. But like we said, Mike Budenholzer is a very bad coach. (laughs) He sucks. And Atlanta exposed the bad coach in the last series too. So John Collins, by the way, had a really good game. Uh, for Atlanta in game one as well. so Atlanta also is playing from a, the complete opposite perspective uh, versus, like, if a Philly was there. Uh, and I'll, Okay, let me describe this. So Atlanta being there, they have nothing to lose. Absolutely yeah. nothing. You were, like, what, 20 and 32 at one point this season? Yeah, they were, they were like, they were not that low because. No, that's, mid, that's almost the end of the season. Yeah, they they were, like, 10 and 20-something. Yeah, they were 8 and 20. And. Now you've overperformed, overachieved. You have nothing to lose. You've already done everything you were expected to do and way more. Mm-hmm. If Philly was here, they still have something to lose. So both teams might play nervous. There is no reason for Atlanta to be playing nervous. They just need to go out and ball out. And I don't think they are playing nervous. Yeah. yeah they're well, just... you saw game one. It was like Trey Young was in a street ball game. Yeah. Throwing lobs <laughs> off the backboard, shimmying oh, before that, he shoots threes. That lob was so cool off like, the backboard. He's, he's playing like he's a kid in a park. Uh, and that is also scary. So Atlanta, though they, I expect them to lose. It would, it would still surprise me, but it wouldn't surprise me extremely. Right. Surprise me if they came out Same, and won a yeah. couple more games. It was like the Philly series. I mean, like I definitely expected Philly to win, but I wouldn't have been shocked if Atlanta won, yeah. and they did. This one, I'd be a little more shocked mm-hmm. if Atlanta won. Atlanta is. I saw this. Uh, this thing, and it's just like about. I mean, it's kind of. I didn't really see it, but I just kind of thought of it. Miami, last year, they made it to the finals, and they were kind of expected to be a contender again this year, and obviously they underperformed. I don't think next year we need to go into the season expecting Atlanta to be this championship contender now that they made the conference finals. I mean, they're just on a great run right now. I think this Atlanta team is very similar to the the Miami Heat in the bubble last year. They overexpeded expectations, and... They made it far in the playoffs, and Atlanta's kind of doing the same thing. So it shouldn't be conference finals or bust again for Atlanta next yeah. year. I just kind of want to put that out there because a lot of a lot of NBA fans will see, you know, like have Atlanta in the conference finals like they are right now and think, all right, they have to do better next yeah, year or else it's a bust. Yeah. And it's not like that. No. They're a very young team that, yes, they, they are good enough to make it again next year, but they don't – it's not like a that or bust. We got to blow it up after that. And – not having expectation benefits a lot. I think we now see that when you don't, when you're playing with no expectations, it's a huge benefit. Look at uh, Julius Randle during the regular season. Yeah, nobody expected him to be good. Now he gets to the playoffs. No one he's expected, expected the Knicks to be. He's good. expected to perform. Collapses colossally. <laughs> uh, so that I think not having expectations benefits you. So you can expect next year when they have expectations to be good, then they might fall a little worse because it's like, oh shit. You know, they're playing every game and every team's like, oh, this team's supposed to be good. They were in the conference finals last year. Yeah. We got a ball. I don't think they'll be as good next year. I, I don't think so either. But, it, I mean, we also have the whole offseason ahead yeah, of us. But so. I do think they'll be like a five seed. Like, I don't think they'll move. And, and they have a weird spot with John Collins, too. Yeah. John Collins is a guy who wants a max. He's a restricted free agent, so they can match any offer a team gets him. But will they? They have a Kong Wu. Gallinari's obviously still there, who's been playing really well for them. Um, but let's talk about Western Conference Finals. Phoenix versus the Clippers. Game one of this series. Honestly, the first all games of these series have been pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but game one, you know, obviously no Kawhi and CP3 for the first two games. Uh, Phoenix wins game one in a close one. But game two was really or, De- or bleh, Devin Booker had a triple double in his forty point triple double in game one, and Phoenix won. Game two was such a great game though. Uh, it comes down to the last minute. Paul George gets fouled. On a, they reviewed every single <laughs> call late in this game, and it was really frustrating. And a call gets overturned. Paul George or Beverly knocks it out of Booker's hands, and even though Beverly knocked it out, it like 
kind of goes off Booker's hands, so they overturn it and give it to the Clippers, which I think is kind of stupid because Beverly is the one who forced it out. Like, technically, it was out on Booker, but I just hate how that sh- that gets reviewed, and it takes 20 minutes yes. for them to review Well, the last, what, minute and a half lasted 30 minutes? Yeah, yeah and it's just that's like that's joke. that's too, especially for a casual NBA fan. Yes. And it was late. It was on at midnight. Like, yeah. no one's watching that. If you're a casual NBA fan, that's awful for casual Exactly, NBA and it's fans. just not entertaining. Like it, And it ruins the flow of the game. Like, yeah. that game was super, like, it, they were going. Both teams were going back and forth. Pat Bev has actually been playing pretty good defense throughout this series. He's getting everybody going, and then the reviews happen, and they take. Yeah. They literally do take five minutes at least a piece, and it's just they need to. The, the league needs to fix something about it because I I do agree with the re, the replays to get the right call. I think that's great because missed calls and bad calls are they do ruin the sport. I think you've got to limit, like, each team. like Yeah. To, I mean, they're just, hey, like, every single yeah. play that happens late in that game, everyone's doing this. Paul yeah. George, Pat Bev, the Suns, Jay Crowder. Like, if a play happens, review it, review it. Because yeah. they can. In the last two minutes, any play can get reviewed. Give they don't the need to challenge it. Three three reviews each for the whole game. Uh, uh, maybe two. Well they, two each, well, they each get a challenge. They, they, they get one challenge, but. I think you should get reviews, too. If you want to review review an out of bounds, but then they play. can just do it at any time in the middle of the game, though. So then it takes forever. Well, it's better in the end of the game. Yeah, but it's that. What I'm saying is, in the final two minutes, though, they can review anything. Before that, nothing gets reviewed unless it's a challenge. So yeah. the, it only happens in the end of the game. Yeah. But, um. Anyways, the Paul the call gets overturned. Clippers get the ball. Paul George is fouled. Heads to the <laughs> line and misses both free throws. I mean, that is just, of course, Paul George. <laughs> Misses both. Like, it's such a meme for him. He was having a really good game, too. That's the worst part. And then the Suns get the ball under the basket, .9 on the clock, I think. And you know what's coming. DeAndre Ayton's having a career game. He's been going off all game, had 30-some points. He's the biggest guy on the court. They put Boogie Cousins out there to guard the inbound pass, and he just goes like this. <laughs> just not even, like, just puts his hand Jay up. Crowder like, Jay Crowder just throws it Jay Crowder just throws the most absolute perfect pass of all time. DeAndre Ayton slams it. I didn't even know what happened at first when we, me and Barry Hill were watching. I was literally just like, it looked like Jay Crowder, like, made it in the, like, <laughs> yeah. over the backboard made it. And I, I was, was thinking like, that as I was watching. I was, I was like, like what oh, the? damn near looked like he just <laughs> would have made that yeah. either way. And. Best pass ever. The Clippers are all they're trying to they're trying to review it. It's like that already. It's like no. The fans stormed the court and the game wasn't even over yet. That mm-hmm. took another five minutes. Uh, but the Suns win game two. And after that, it was like maybe the Suns are gonna <laughs> are gonna win this series because Chris Paul was coming back for game three. But it also is the O2 Clippers. So O2 Clippers don't lose. Yeah, O2 Clippers <laughs> are a different breed. Paul George NBA went team. off. Uh Reggie Jackson continues to go off, and they Terrence won. Terrence Mann. Yeah, Terrence Ballin. Mann had a pretty good game for them. And the Clippers won game three. Game four is tonight. I don't think Kawhi is coming back. He was at the game, their last game. It was the first game he's been to since going out with injury. But what are we thinking? Uh, if Pat Bev can put De- Devin Booker in a box like he did last game, it's a tough series. He has the last two games. Yeah, he's put Devin Booker literally in a box. I, I'm not a Pat, Pat Bev fan by any means, but he has been playing very good defense on, yeah. for th- through the last two games. Uh, that completely changes the series. Devin Booker's 40-point triple-double was – or 30, not 40. It was 40 points. Oh, was yeah. it 40? Uh, he, that's unreal, and, Bab stepped up and said, I'll take it. Like, let, let's go. Yeah. And to put him in a box completely takes the Suns into a whole different level, especially with Chris Paul. He's not He's not 100%, and he probably won't be until the end of the playoffs. I mean, he's not, like, hurt or anything. No, he just, but, like, he's not, like, yeah, I guess it was just cold. <laughs> he, he just He just, just didn't flow. play well. I mean, he yeah. just he missed a lot of shots. He, he mid-range, Chris Paul is money from mid-range, and he really just was missing most of them. And he, he was taking a lot more threes than he usually does. In their last game, I think he was like one of seven or one of eight from three. So him and Booker just did not play very well in game three because the Clippers played good defense. So what's your prediction for this series? I think it goes seven. I really do. And I would not be surprised if the Clippers win. I'm going to go with Phoenix in seven. Yeah, I'm Phoenix in seven. And I think Phoenix wins it all if they make the finals. I think if the Clippers beat Phoenix, I think Milwaukee beats them. Uh, I don't know though, bro. Dude, it all s- depends on Kawhi. I think Phoenix wins it all. I really yeah, do. No, I, I, I think Phoenix wins it all. It would be so awesome. But Phoenix cannot let. They have to win this game four. Yeah. I think if the Clippers win this game four, 
You're they might trouble. be done for because the Clippers have the momentum 2-2. Home court advantage does not matter to the Clippers after they even the series back up. Like, no. So um, it would be awesome if the Clippers had Kawhi because it would just make the series so much better. But we'll see. Um, Clippers should be up 2-1. I mean, they should not have lost game two. But Paul George is yeah. and stuff. <laughs> you know. Prediction for, for the rest of the final. Like, if... Finals prediction, who's winning it all as of right now? Oh, I've got How the Suns. I've been saying the Suns. Suns over who in what? Suns over Bucks in seven. Yeah, I'm going Suns over Bucks in six, I'd say. Just, just so we don't have the same. I, I, I've been saying the Suns are going to win the finals since uh, Nuggets series, since the start of the Nuggets yeah. series. And, like, granted, I hopped on the bandwagon. I watched them play well. Yeah. And I said, yeah and they're, but, like, easily the most fun team, though. Like, so everyone, much everyone's fun. hopping on that. Everybody loves watching them. And I've had a D-Book. Willie D-bo- loves the Suns <laughs> now out of nowhere. I've had a D-Book shirt for so long. <laughs> I've had my D-Book jersey. So, I might be a bandwagon, but I've also been a fan of Book for a minute. So, oh, yeah. So, I'm not that bad of a bandwagon. Let's talk about one last thing before we end the show. Team USA roster has been announced. Let's go through it. Roster is looking like KD, Dame Lillard, Devin Booker, Jason Tatum, Bradley Beal, Zach Levine, Kevin Love, Draymond Green, Bam Adebayo, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, and Jeremy Grant. Initial Ob- reaction. Obviously, standout Jeremy Grant. Yeah, love him getting clearly the respect. is going to be the MVP of the <laughs> of the Olympics. I love him getting the respect. <laughs> Uh, he's out there for recruiting, man. He's about to recruit Zach Levine to the Pistons, bro. I've, I'm feeling it. Um, could you imagine Chicago to Pistons? That's ballsy. <laughs> That's ben happened. Gordon did it. The Warriors, bro. Clay and Draymond recruited KD on Team USA yeah. in 2016. Like, uh, no, this is a little different. Now, this but. team is pretty, pretty nice. Uh, two a couple of players I just didn't expect to be on the roster at all. Kevin Love. I don't know what what the hell. They're, why I is think he they the just roster? like to have a veteran guy on there because like. Okay, think. Can you name me the players that have have Team USA experience, like Olympics experience, not like the World Cup or whatever? K- There's Katie, three of them: Draymond, and not Bam. I gotta think. It's Kevin oh, Love. Love. Yeah, yeah, it's Kevin, yeah, yeah. KD played. Uh, this is his third Olympics, 2012 and 2016. Kevin Love was in 2012, and then Draymond was in 2016. And the other guy I'm really surprised about was D Book. I did not expect him to be on this roster at all. You have not quit playing basketball for like two years well, same now. Dog. Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday too. Like why y'all? Why y'all? And, like you like, don't have to play. Middleton and Holiday like are probably gonna go to the finals, right? Yeah. I feel like the Bucks definitely are more expected Likely. to go to the finals than the Suns. Yep. Um. And yeah, like I def and that's kind of why Chris Paul he opted out. He was supposed to be on the team too, and he opted out. A lot of guys who uh, top guys that did initially commit. Ended up opting out. Like James Harden was supposed to be on this team, he opted out. Um, somebody else did too. There was because apparently the uh, the restrictions are going to be very similar to like how the bubble was with the Olympics. Oh no! So as far well, just because COVID. And <laughs> yeah, everything. yeah. So they I definitely can't imagine they want to go. Through yeah, it exactly. Again. <laughs> and so that's why it's it definitely is a turnoff to be on this team, but also it's Team USA. Like it's yeah. a super great opportunity. I'm just super happy that Jeremy Grant, though, is on the team. Yeah. Like, Dame is, is on so the team, cool. right? Yeah, Dame is still Dame on the team. Dame has never played in the Olympics before. That's crazy. I'd expect him to be on the roster. Steph Curry's never played in the Olympics. Isn't that what? crazy? Yeah, I know, right? Like, you'd expect him to be all LeBron hasn't played since 2012. Like, it's, a lot of guys don't play in the Olympics anymore. I wish, like, we don't get, like, these super yeah, gods. we spots. don't get, like, the redeemed This team. team is probably better than, like, the 2016 team with KD, Draymond, DeRozan. But actually, that team might be better. Jimmy Butler was on that team. Bo- Dame, KD, But, yeah, Dame, KD. And, like, this team has a lot of young stars. Yeah. I mean, Tatum, Bradley Beal, Booker, Levine. Levine. This team's nice. Yeah, I this like. team. I think this team is probably better. Like Dame yeah. and KD, obviously, are like the headliners, but um, if they're excited. not nearly as good as like the 2012 team. You yeah, know? like a 2012 team: LeBron, Kobe, D Wade. Uh, that was considered the redeemed team. Yeah, right? that was the redeemed team. I mean, that yeah. team was nuts. They didn't. Oh, lose, yeah, unreal. They were. That, that's the. That's the second best. Team. Yeah, maybe first. arguably first. I would love to see that team Me versus too. Dream Team. Me That'd too. Be, but Dream Team is like. It's the most iconic basketball like, team. Okay, let's put together the dream team right now. If right there now. was has to be a twelve man roster, um, in for the yep. Olympics. Point right guard now. Steph Curry. Yep. Point guard Steph Curry. Shooting guard Harden. Harden. Small forward LeBron. Four KD. 
five. Honestly, you don't even need to run a five. But if you're on AD, you could but, run. Yeah, yeah, you could run AD. Do you think AD is the five right now? I think you put AD out there because he would just dominate. No, I mean I don't know the bigs in your in in like the European uh, countries and stuff. Oh, it's Jokic. Oh sp- my god. Oh wait, no. He yeah, can't Jokic can't USA. play for Team USA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, AD probably runs the five, right? Yep. So then off the bench, so that's five guys. Let's just think of off the bench guys. Dame. Dame, yeah, for sure. Um, Kyrie. Dame. Probably. Kyrie. Uh, Kyrie's Australia. He's not Team USA. Oh, yep. Um, I think he can play for Team USA. He was born in Australia, though. So, like. But I think he played. Didn't he play for Team USA one year? Did he? I think he played for Team USA. I think he did. USA. Yeah. I think he did play for Team USA, actually. Yeah. Yeah. That, I think he did. So, I guess, yeah, we'll count Kyrie. Um, Oh, man. This is okay, wait. Now. Is there any guys on this team that would, I mean, like Booker, Beal, Levine, Tatum? Beal probably makes it. Beal, like, maybe. Yeah, I guess let's count. Bam, Bam makes it. Does probably. Bam make it, though? I didn't even think Bam was but who Team else? USA. You need another big. I mean, yeah. You have to throw another big in there, at least mm. one. It's just hard to just think off the top. Yeah, of it. I'm it just is. trying to think of top players in the NBA. Like, is it Kawhi Leonard? We miss Kawhi. Oh, Kawhi. Paul Kawhi George. is on. Paul George is probably on this yeah. team too. Yeah, yep. for sure. Jimmy Butler's probably on this team. Yep. Um, a lot of forwards. Yeah, NBA but that's fine. Wing average. players are just fine. Yeah. You can run like five <laughs> wings. You can run three wings. And the team you you can run. You don't even have to run a center. You could put KD be your yeah. big man. Like, yeah. Uh, I guess yeah. I guess we kind of probably named twelve guys there. Yeah. But that team would be awesome, though. Oh, my. I couldn't imagine watching <laughs> that team just run over Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just wish Steph Curry would play in the Olympics. Like, it would yeah. be so fun to watch him play. I'd like to see how um, he plays with, like, a – because they play a different style. Oh, They yeah. don't play, like, a normal NBA game in it's, the Euro- It honestly European. is really fast-paced, yeah. too. They, um, they get up and go. Like, I don't know a, a lot of guys that are playing – for the other countries, like Jokic like is Spain's going to have a good team. Spain, yeah. I mean, they have the Gasols. Uh, Rubio, I think, is Spain. Yep. But I, I don't know who else there's is a, on there's that There's another team. big Spanish. Luka is playing for Slovenia, I think, yep. is, his, is his country. I'm curious to Giannis, see what the rest of is, Slovenia is, looks like. Is Giannis like. playing for Greece? I don't think, I don't so. think so. I don't think he plays. Australia is going to be good. They're always really yep. good. They won the World Cup. Uh, remember the team that was... The USA World Cup team was it last year, 2019, I think, and it was like the Boston Celtics plus a couple other guys. Yeah. It was like Tatum, Jalen Brown, Kemba, Marcus Smart. That team sucked. They didn't they even win. They didn't even get bronze in the World yeah, Cup. They were awful. Australia won it all. They got Joe Ingles. Patty Mills is always an Olympics god. He'll go off. Uh, He's nice with it. The Olympics. Ooh, France would be nice. They got Gobert. They got uh, Evan Fournier. I think is France. Who was the center for the? Uh, Australian team. It's, um, it's a decent name player. Oh. Bogut is Bogut Australia. Bogut's Australia, but it's not. I think it's played for the Celtics. Like currently plays for no, the Celtics. No, did. Is he old? Like is he out of the NBA? No, he's a younger guy. Maybe he didn't play for Australia ever. I oh my know. word! <laughs> white white dude, short center, six foot ten, played for the Celtics. Uh, Wait, you, you said he was the best player in the best role player in the league two years ago. Oh man, that really throws me off. I don't know who. The only is. guy I think of is Vincent Poirier, but he's not. No, this dude's Australian. Oh, oh, Aaron Baines. Aaron Baines. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he plays for yeah. Australia. Yeah, yeah. There that's you right. go. Yep. Yeah. Okay, I got it now <laughs> after that. Um, yeah, Australia's team is always super nice. So yeah, imagine nice if they had it. Ben Simmons, dude. Ben Simmons is. What if he plays for him? Dante oh, Exum. My word, Dante dude. Exum is team Australia. Yeah, he play, and he plays on their team. I think so. At least he did last time. Yeah. Last time we were watching. Canada will probably be decent. I don't think Shea. I think Shea said he's going to rehab his injury, so he won't be playing for him. But. The thing is, I don't even remember. Like, I don't honestly, I don't remember like Canada having a team. I don't remember France having a team. Like, France usually good. is pretty good. Are they? They're usually solid. But like, it's usually Australia and U.S. that are yeah. like the best teams. And Spain. But yeah, Spain. yeah, Spain too for sure. Um, yep. But yeah. That's pretty much it. I think that wraps it up. Um, yeah, we'll be back to do a mock draft probably sometime next week and talk about the rest of the playoffs. We're going to have Willie on soon to do our NFL episode, but that's on pause because the NBA is too hot right now. Yep. So, Bye. Peace.